0: It's me, uh, bunny, uh, uh, still, still stuck over here in Burgess, France with, uh, the witches and all. Uh, well, anyway, uh, some asshole, uh, just came
1: along and, and stuck a microphone in my face trying to get me, uh, to say something about, a uh, 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 podcast. Well, well, look, asshole, uh, I am trying to save the world here. What makes you think, uh, I want to talk about some dumb fuck podcast? Uh, 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 Whatever that is.
2: Oh, bye.
0: Hi, and welcome to Home Age Conversations, a podcast about the residents. I am Rabbit, and I've got the rabbit habit.
2: I'm Cat, and I haven't seen my brother in a few weeks. And I'm Mole, and there were two paintings of a clown.
1: And I'm Mew, and I hate fever dreams, so... Except- Sometimes I love fever dreams.
3: So today we are doing a project that the residents did known as the Bunny Boy. This project is from 2008 and the general idea behind it was that the residents received a tape from their old friend, Roger, who affectionately or otherwise is called Bunny by some, and he was asking for help to find his missing brother named Harvey. And so because the tapes that Bunny sent to the residents were downright incomprehensible, the residents decided to retell his story to get the message out there to more people. And retell it they did. So that retelling came in the form of an album, um, a web series, an album known as Postcards from Patmos, which was the soundtrack to that web series, a DVD of that web series titled Is Anybody Out There? Two mini-albums titled Ozan and Arkansas, which together made a full album known as Ozark. A comic book, a U.S. tour, a a Euro tour, an email address, the Bunny Boy book, now released, the French Bunny Boy exhibit, which is a recreation of Bunny's secret room, still ongoing. Which was visited by um, him. Which was visited by, yeah, um, during a Twitch stream, so I guess that is a part of it now.
1: Uh, the project really started uh, with the release of the album, as well as the first episode of the web series, which came out exactly at the same time, uh, which was September 1st, 2008. And the album sort of hints towards the plot points in the actual video web series. Um, and the, the interesting thing about the web series is that you could actually uh, communicate with Bunny through his email address we are doomed 666 and gmail.com
0: and for those that got a chance or never got a chance to back then you just recently had the chance to
1: that's true he, he decided to answer some 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 more emails uh, in France for for the uh, exhibit going on
2: um, not mine.
1: He, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he had some
0: really interesting responses, too. Because I know someone, you, they, they, uh, they brought up how a uh, bunny was there in France. And then the, uh... You know, place we'll burned down. down. <laughs> and yeah, uh, what was the
2: neat place called, Rabbit?
0: Uh... Well, you see... I don't speak mm-hmm. Spanish. So I can't gotcha. tell you. Oh,
2: okay, then. All I right. also don't that speak Russian. Okay. Talk anyway. <laughs> to
0: Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway.
1: I, he, he liked my bunnies, which is the most important part.
0: They. Um, he seemed
2: very excited about your bunnies. I, I thought that was very Yeah, sweet. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so,
3: he said my question was so. a stupid question, which in retrospect <laughs> it probably was, but I also didn't know he had to go out and save the world again. So, Yeah, my well, we'll,
1: we'll, we'll talk he, uh, about that later, maybe, anyways. if we remember.
0: Someone brought up uh, the, the place burned down when he got there. And I think how he responded was he just brought up that he was practicing for his show and then he said sorry. <laughs> it was completely i I want to ask you again
2: do you know what the place is called?
0: Notre Dame.
2: There you go. I like the <laughs> rolled R. The rolled R was pretty good.
3: Uh, okay. Notre Dame. Okay. Notre
0: Dame.
2: Okay. Sure, but. we're going to go with that one. Uh, So,
3: on the topic of of emails, essentially, during the run of the original (laughs) web series, the audience could guide the narrative by sending in emails. And those emails were compiled in the Bunny Boy book. Um, And so, a lot of things happened in conjunction with the web series, um, such as the U.S. tour, which was only a month before... Uh, which was only which happened only a month after the premiere of the Bunny boy web series and it was only two two weeks long while the euro leg was a month long and happened a bit later in the series so the content was slightly different and it, it was um, I think interestingly continuous um, the tours were pretty much happening non the tours pretty much happened one after the other um, from October to December of 2008 there was really no pause between the US tour and the European tour. And during the tour, the residents joined Bunny in performing songs they wrote about a story. The episodes from the then ongoing web series were played during the show. Um, As a side note, there were 66 episodes total within the web series. Um, And the track, the order of the tracks on the album differ greatly from the order of their relevance in the web series. So, to really delve into the plot here, we'll just have to go along with the web series and point out the songs as they appear to us. Let's just jump into it. Let's just jump right on in.
2: Just Let's just in. jump into this
3: bad boy. Well, water is fine. So we'll start off with episodes one through six. Um, and th- during these episodes is when we first encounter Bunny um, with a really riveting first episode i think full of yeah he's got
2: a lot of, he's got like just an exceptional eloquence he's got a very strong way with words that he really uh demonstrates this first episode which I is what i, I took away from to that
3: no the very first no, episode. No, 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 no.
2: oh yeah yeah
3: yeah that foolishness starts up way la- later no 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 i mean the bunny we see or here in the first episode is unlike anything else within the residence canon. I mean, talk about talent, beauty, poetry,
1: breathing. You know, I see, I see all these other YouTubers out there starting their videos like, "Hey, it's your boy here," but they really should be trying to copy Bunny instead, because that is how you make internet content that sticks with people.
0: It's like a punch in the face in the best way possible.
3: I mean, who's still watching Fred? Nobody. Guess how he opened his videos? Not like Bunny, that's how. And guess who's still watching the Bunny Boy? We are!
0: Everyone is. I mean, like, look at this. There was enough relevance to bring him back. Ten years... Eleven years later.
2: And we are glad for it. I missed little bugger.
0: I can't wait for this episode to be three hours long, because we should keep (laughs) doing this. His his hair looks nice and soft now.
3: Well, 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 you know, he can afford Maybelline. It was all those, uh... Uh, Oscar Mayer um, sponsorships. Anyways, yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, in the first episode, he pretty much starts it out just by breathing into the microphone or the camera, um, whatever it may be, and finishes it, I believe, with the fact that he has a story to tell, which brings us to the first track, and hilariously enough, the first track that is made relevant in the web series is not on the original album. Um, this is the track they open their shows with, though. It is a track titled Nobody Is Listening, and it can be found on Ozark. Um, and
0: the the live version, that's a banger.
3: Oh, the live version is such a banger. Just like, um,
0: pounding drums, and you got that guitar line.
3: Yeah. I when mean, that guitar
2: hits... In 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 residence, you know what I mean? It just kind of leaves you just making noises like that. Like
0: it's roaring. It's
3: a beast. Blowing persona. it off like soup. Um, <laughs> uh, there's not much to say about the track other than it sounds really good. I prefer the live version to the uh, album version, but such is life, right? Um, okay. Um, so the next major plot point that comes up, well, in, in the uh, in the web series, is um, he shows us an answering machine. Bunny shows us an answering machine with a bunch of arrows pointed around it, and it plays a little message in which a young woman is talking about how there has been an accident and that they're in Greece. Um, but Bunny tells us that it was his brother who who got hurt in Greece but he never came back very mysterious and also the paper he has drawn arrows pointing to the answering machine on it's just the grimiest greasiest piece of paper on the planet it looks completely and utterly disgusting I mean seriously
0: the the contrast is massive too it's like the uh, the paper is like the lighter color then you have these just really really dark arrows on there uh, I like to, a lot of that uh, stuff.
1: I don't know if this was intentional, but the residents are geniuses, so I assume it is. The, the, uh, the voice on the answering machine uh, is sort of desperate to reach out to whoever's supposed to pick up the phone. Um, and they say, like, is anybody there? Like, Which is sort of what, like, Bunny feels later on in the series when he feels like nobody's listening to his own story. Um, so I feel like that's sort of setting up little mood, foreshadowing. So I mean, speak. you know, the, the the call becomes a plot point later, but I think that's also just a tiny little like foreshadowing bit, or not? Maybe it's just
3: the residents love <laughs> foreshadowing. Are you kidding me? Of course, it's foreshadowing.
1: I, I personally think it is, just because there's a lot of seemingly uh, irrelevant details that later become important plot points as the series goes on.
3: Yeah, so basically we start off this series with a big old mystery, um, and <clears throat> then Bunny tells us, you know, we'll get back to that later, but first he's gotta tell us about a special place known as his secret room. And The Secret Room is where all of his videos are recorded, and there's also a track by the name of Secret Room, which does happen to be on the resident's Bunny Boy album.
1: Uh, This is the first episode that makes a direct connection to a song off of the Bunny Boy album. And considering that they premiered the same day the album came out, the same day the first episode of the web series came out, um, you probably have heard the entire CD By the time you got to this... Well, actually, I don't know. Because it might have taken you a few days to get to the scene. But still. um, At this point, it really starts, like... Establishes the connection to the album. When I first watched uh, this episode, I listened to the album first. And it kind of clicked with me, like... When the song starts playing in the web series, it just... I don't know, it, was, it made sense. It's like I, I don't know. It kind of, uh, I don't know how to describe it.
3: Uh, and as we look more around his secret room, he tells us more about him and his life, which we will hear a whole lot more about later. But he tells us at one point in episode five about this one picture um, about his aunt named Circe um, and her best friend, Ethel Ann. These names are fantastic, and there is another track that becomes relevant there that is also not on the actual Bunny Boy album. It is titled Circe. There's not much to it, but there is a track. <laughs> um, one thing we learn about Bunny is that maybe he's not so great at computers. Um,
2: <laughs> maybe, just a just a thought.
1: I, I would say he's not so good at the computers. Yeah, or the, the computers, internets.
3: The, the internets, or the YouTubes. He seems to preface every one of these, uh, technological nouns with the, um, obviously very much appreciated, I mean, he's humble. I think it's a good way to contrast, uh, Bunny himself from the whole residents canon, you know, because the residents themselves have made themselves known to be, you know, pretty good with technology. Bunny, on the other hand, um, well, he's sweet. He's a good boy, that's for sure. Um, and then in episode 6 we find out some more about Bunny, um, and two pretty major tracks, I think, off the Bunny Boy album become relevant because he tells us um, that when he was a kid they used to call him the Bunny Boy. Well, that's another track! That's another track on the album titled The Bunny Boy. Hard to believe, I know, but wait, it gets worse. They called him the Bunny Boy because he just loves rabbits. And he had a rabbit named Peter when he was a kid. If you haven't gotten sick of all the bunny names from popular culture, then you will be soon. Don't worry. Um, rabbit Habit is a great track, Absolutely timeless.
0: Did somebody say my name?
1: <laughs> I When I first uh, listened to uh, the... Bunny Boy album without context um, of the the web series, I was really confused because in my mind Rabbit Habit sounds like the open what the opening track should be. It's but instead it's boxes full of Armageddon for the two. They too, they, they did
0: they did put it in its proper place in uh, Shadowland though.
1: That's true.
0: Sounds good in to um, Shadowland too.
1: But I feel like the fact that. Rabbit Habit isn't the first track. Sort of helps you get the clue that the entire album sort of out of order. Also, Rabbit Habit just good song. The Shadowland version good. The original version
0: good. good. It's all good. Um.
3: Also, a small note. Um, in episode six, uh, in the background, is played, um, the opening music. What was that? What does he called? You no, know, no, um, in episode six, in the background, we hear the walk-in music from Demons Dance Alone playing, and that was eventually released on an album titled Maxine. That was something. And one thing I noted about these first few episodes is there's... There's this thing Bunny does when he's telling stories, he has these stacks of photos and he moves those photos and um and he progresses the stack along uh to tell the story. And I guess I didn't really have any point to make about that other than the fact that I think it's very interesting.
1: Speaking of pictures pictures? Yes,
3: pictures, pictures from a little girl. <laughs> This brings us to episode 7 through 13, and the tracks found within. Oh,
1: yeah, I don't remember how pictures from a little girl uh, gets established in the series, so... He... I'm, I I mean, I know possibly. he gets pictures from a uh, little girl, but I don't remember. I
3: remember. I was just trying to uh, set my mind straight. If you want to tell them They get
1: emailed to him, right? Yeah, he or does gets... He,
3: he, gets e- he um, figures out that... Uh, okay, so Bunny is telling everybody about how um, they uh, need to get in contact with him, you know, if anybody knows where his brother is. And he gets so mad because nobody was getting in touch with him, but he opens up his brother's computer and realizes, duh and super duh, he did not give them a way to contact him. So this is where he brings out his very famous email, wearedoomed666 at gmail.com. Now this used to be Harvey's email address so he writes it out on a piece of paper and tapes it to the screen and tries to make it look like the screen goes black you know bless his heart um you know have has it flashing on there and finally people start sending emails in so
1: so he re- receives uh some pictures from a little girl um like the song from the album pictures from a little girl um, and like the song, they are filled with uh, kind of uh, scary images. I would say, a little scary, a little frightening. Images of, I don't know, fear, terror, panic, and doom. Um, they are really, really weird. And I think it, this is like some of his early email correspondences are just creepy pictures of
3: god knows what Yeah.
1: the the thing about the, the, the pictures though is I feel like in the song they're like way more vividly described and when you actually see them in the series they're just like really scary incomprehensible images like I don't remember you know Seeing any of the stuff described in the uh, the song,
3: it was sort of like it. It was sort of like it. Um, it,
0: it should be noted that, um, like the stuff that he got in the emails, weren't always like scary. Like he he got a uh, one email for uh, trying to enlarge his penis.
2: Don't say that you're baby. Don't say those words, your baby. Trying to
0: enlarge his wee
3: wee.
2: There you go. That's not better at all. Like <laughs> I hated that even
3: more, actually. Um. It's no better way to word it. So there's an important distinction to be made here. Essentially, what it is is, Bunny over the course of the web series received about two thousand emails. But, of course, not all of these were featured in the episodes. People could keep up regular correspondence with Bunny, but that didn't mean those were necessarily going to become a part of the plot. At least, not in the direct manner that these emails are. Um... So... We'll get back to the email point in a second, but it's worth noting that, um... Throughout the episodes, even in these early ones, it becomes really clear that Bunny has a bit of a distaste for religion. Um... And he seems to like the, or take more interest in, not necessarily believe in, the more gruesome side of the Bible. Um, so, wait, which is curious tales.
2: Yeah, maybe something about daughters burning on fire and.
0: Yeah, they they are they already wait, wait, did. As
3: opposed to daughters burning on. Them.
0: They they did um. Fair. Burning on acid. But they did, uh, touch on the, you know, gruesome side of religion about ten years before this. And that is in the form of wormwood.
3: Your arm's too short to box the god. So, he's telling us about religion because he's telling us about the island of Patmos, which is where his brother Harvey went missing. Um, and the island of Patmos, um, is very loaded with, uh, biblical history. Um, because it contains what is known as the cave of the apocalypse. And so he's showing us all these postcards from Patmos. Um, which is where the title of the um, album Postcards from Patmos comes from. Interestingly enough on the postcards he's showing us that he shows us because apparently he found them with no stamps and a bunch of crazy messages written on them. We found them I think uh... Th- well, he doesn't quite tell us where he found them quite yet, but there's all these insane messages written on them, um, and a little little fun fact, the addresses on these postcards are the old addresses of um, Ralph Records and the various places, places that they've been stationed at, so I thought that was very neat.
1: Postcards from Patmos, by the way, is sort of the soundtrack to the web series. Um... that when it isn't you know playing songs from the normal album or Ozark and stuff the original music written for the web series uh, as background music Um, one interesting thing about it by the way is that apparently the residents uh, broke out some of their old synthesizers that they hadn't used in ages because they have computers now Um, so it has an interesting sound to it
0: it's a good thing they brought him out too, because it sounds great. It does.
3: Powerful ambient music. So back to the email thing, he, he gets a lot of emails, really, from a lot of people, including um, somebody known as uh, Professor Niku Friku Wandolo, Wandolo, um, who says he is dying of cancer. Um, he is a, he's a very rich Nigerian man um, and needs Bunny's bank account to, uh, you know, transfer some funds um, so, so that he does not die of cancer and that he will give Bunny some of these funds as well in thanks for the help. The problem is, Bunny does not have a bank account. So this is where another track comes into play—a track by the name of "My Nigerian Friend," which uh, there's something. So I don't know how the residents do it, but they manage to make the classic Nigerian prince scam tragic. Yeah, I mean it's because you just
2: you you hate to see you hate to see Bonnie manipulated because he's so sweet.
1: Yeah, so on one hand, he 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 falls for it, which is just adorable. Um, but on the other hand, he's so innocent like, he doesn't have the money or a bank account <laughs> to to be able to uh, send the money to the scammer. So that's just
0: that's oh, precious. It's sad. Because it's like he's, um, he's interested in helping but he can't send the money so it's, he gets sad about it. And the entire time, it's just a fake thing anyway. The the
1: interesting thing about these sort of email-based songs of Pictures from a Little Girl and My Nigerian Friend is that both of those, to my knowledge, don't really play any significance in the overall plot of the series. Like, him being scammed by almost scammed by uh, an email scammer, isn't important to the plot it does establish his character but just the fact that it sort of links it helps build a stronger link between the series and the album is uh, interesting i think that's really what those songs and those episodes sort of functionally do for the
0: series and the album it does kind of show that he's uh, not one to read between the lines. He just takes it at face value. You know, he doesn't think, like, well, maybe... He, this he's is someone trusting.
2: Thinking. He's sweet. He's a good guy. He's a good boy.
0: Yeah, he, he doesn't have, like, much, like, issues with, like, manipulation and stuff. So he's thinking, it's actually a prince messaging me. But I can't help him.
2: It's like uh, that one line from Arthur. He's like, he really thinks someone would do that? Go on the internet and tell lies?
3: And so, you know... Life goes on and the email thing becomes more available. And at one point, um, the residents add their own little outro to the end of Bunny's outros, which are a whole lot of him uh, moving a black sheet over the camera to make it look like the sheet of paper taped to his computer screen is flashing. The residents just add um, a regular ending uh, by somebody who knows how to use a computer. Um, with the email on it, which I thought was very sweet, which is the point. Now here we will move on to episodes 14 through 20. And we start off with a lot of early emphasis on Patmos, uh, emphasis on biblical stuff. Um, he is flipping through a book on the island of Patmos left to him by his brother Harvey and finds an unbroken wishbone on the inside and a nice little link-up with uh, River of Crime there. And also a nice little link-up with the album The Bunny Boy, which we happen to also be talking about, and a little track called Patmos.
1: Patmos, it's it's an island.
3: Well, it's an island, yeah, but it's also uh, Lost in the Sun.
1: I believe uh, Lust in the Sun is... Isn't that like, what, a Smash Mouth lyric? (laughs) Cut that out.
3: (laughs) Don't don't bring Smash Mouth into this, you heathen. Um, And at this point in the series, I don't know, for me, this is where it started to seem kind of sad. Because Bunny ends up tragically repeating at the end of one episode, just saying, Help me. Help me. And I was like, well, I would love to. Um... If, you know, if it wasn't about a a decade ago. Um, so that also, you know, the residents sure do love talking about need. Um, And in episode 12 of the web series, Bunny Boy is, the Bunny Boy is going through these pictures that he found on Harvey's computer. And he sees this weird shrouded figure in the background sort of hunched over and looking strange and solemn and he calls him the dark man now a little fun fact about this is that oh there's another song about this Um, I feel
0: like I I feel like the title of the song is the dark man
3: that's because it is
1: the key question that I really have with the dark man um, is does he drive a dark sedan
0: oh my god (laughs) upcoming sequel the Dark Man in the Dark Sedan <laughs>
1: Mashup Make It Happen
3: residence When Something I really enjoy about the live show is that um Patmos and the Dark Man flow right into each other. I'm not I forget which order they go in, but um they're paired, which I think is a nice little nod to the uh to the web series. Very uh very neat thing. Um, so in these episodes, it seems- Bunny seems sort of biblical himself, you know. Um, though it's hard to really explain why, he just seems like his existence alone has quite a bit of significance. Um, he's very eloquent about suffering. He's he's talking about uh, biblical instances of just, like, insane amounts of- uh, torture and pain, uh, fear, terror, panic, doom—the whole shebang—and he seems sort of fascinated by it. Um,
0: yeah, it, it does support like his whole like interest in that kind of stuff. Because he's talk—he's yeah. talking about it just like nonchalantly. He's like, "Oh yeah, this guy's got tortured pretty bad."
3: Um, and in episode twenty, he brings in another person to uh to implore us to help him on his search for harvey and it happens to be harvey's daughter who is sitting looking maybe the most awkward a human being has ever looked on a couch um avoiding eye contact she's
2: so sweet she is so
3: sweet um Mm -hmm. You know, and she's sitting there on the couch feeling quite nervous about the whole affair as Bunny is telling her what to say to the camera about how she misses her dad and all that. And she starts to say it, but then she says that she can't, that it's too weird. And she just runs off. And I remember when I was watching this, my first thought was, whose child is this? Um, because well, it seems absurd Roger,
0: we talked we- about this. You can't take children off the street anymore. <laughs>
1: Like, I have a few comments to make about that episode. First off, I think that if you just take a frame from that episode and send it to the police, like, just... (laughs) That would create a, a, just, chaos. Because it looks just... Every single episode of the web series has that just grainy, disgusting filter on it. So, when you're just... You have this little girl who's really nervous, um, and
0: does not,
1: oh God, it's just, oh, yeah, yeah, it's bad vibes.
0: You you don't even have to like take a frame. You can just send them that video without any context. That's actually true too. Um,
1: the, the other thing is just at this, this was the point in the series where I, it really grabbed my attention because at that point it's like, it's more than just, um, Some guy by himself in a room, waving the camera around all weirdly. Um, Like, the fact that just another person appears, like, it makes the series feel, like, so much bigger. It's like, oh, this is, like, there's people. I don't know how to, like, that seems kind of silly. Of course, there's other people. There's Harvey, and there's the Dark Man, and all these email people. But this is the first actual other human being we see. And really the first, like, human being whose
0: face we fully see in the series. And, yeah. like, in, in in video, not, like, through a picture or anything.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, um, so... <clears throat> we find in the uh, next set of episodes, uh, 21 through 27... We open strong, with, uh... Harvey's daughter being able to finally say the... ...whole message. Right. Um... But then she... She seems to have second thoughts, she seems to have some regrets, and mentions, in a huff, that... ...he was there, and that he should remember and then immediately becomes apologetic um... and it seems to have been informed that there's something that makes it so that Roger can't quite remember things as clearly as he should be able to um, and then she runs off leaving Bunny with a lot of confusion and a lot of questions um... And so one thing about this little girl is that if, if you pay attention to her demeanor Um, and to the way she talks overall, you will find that she is quite familiar. Um, I know that um, she's on Demons Dance Alone. She might be on Animal Lover, I wouldn't doubt that, but um, in terms of acting, she shows up again uh, for Randy's ghost stories from Talking Light, um, playing the role of uh, Florence's best friend for that story. And again, on uh, Shadowland for the Shadow stories, playing the Diver. So, I knew her
1: voice sounded familiar.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what was going on there. In case you were curious, um, yeah. So she's been in this. She's been in the game for a while. So with this, we find out. You know, this is our first inclination. To really, really believe that maybe all is not as Bunny tells it. I mean, of course, he gives us the impression that he is a well informed but ultimately unreliable narrator, but we have no way to corroborate this. And so, um, Harvey's daughter gives us the first. She gives us the beginnings of doubt. Um, but it's an in- incomplete picture. Nonetheless, um, you know she is a. Uh, she's proof that the residents can predict anything, even uh, child YouTube stars. Okay. Horrifyingly <laughs> enough.
1: I think that might be why it makes me uncomfortable. Is because it reminds me of that. Like, yeah. That. Uh.
3: On episode twenty-three, we see the infamous bunny costume. Um, because some some teenager named Shinette told him that his story was interesting and all, but he could use some entertainment value to really get his message out there and uh, <laughs> so he follows that uh follows that lead and then you know
2: for better or for worse,
3: he gets that bunny suit, and it just looks dirty, it looks. Really, I mean, like the rest <laughs> of the series does, which is to say grimy and, like, it stinks.
0: It has a nice hat, too.
3: It does. It has a nice little hood to go along with it.
0: He he also explains the uh, reason he's wearing it in the live show, like, the same way he explains it in the series.
3: I mean, he's got a good point. It is very entertaining. I feel more inclined to listen to somebody who's wearing a bunny suit than I am to listen to somebody who isn't, so... Who's to say that it's not the right choice? Even when he's just uh, wearing the
0: ears, it looks awesome. Like, he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I want to. I want to listen to this guy. Like that other, those other guys. They, they don't have bunny ears, but this guy does. He's got, it. and they're hanging down too. They're not like standing up." Yeah, it's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so
3: episodes twenty-four through twenty-five, and by that I mean twenty-four and twenty-five, a very abruptly, um, bunny. Th- Hops off on a, on a U.S. tour, like okay, and we see on the signs he's holding up when he's asking us if he should do it that his spelling skills are just extraordinary. Stellar.
0: If if you got to spelling email him,
3: spelling be champion.
0: If you got to email him, you got to like see exactly what we're talking about. You
2: know, uh, he gets Mole his message and across. Mew, you both got
3: emails from from Bunny.
1: I he actually did not respond to mines.
3: <laughs> oh! <laughs> well, he responded to mine. I emailed Bunny recently when the inbox was reopened. You know, if you could have endless free hot dogs with mustard for life, but you could never go back to your secret room, would you do it? And he said, well, no, hot dogs are nice and all, but I have to save the world, which, you know, fair. Um, Did He say- actually answered my email on stream. Which I thought was great
0: did didn't he ha- add a little comment about your question
3: <laughs> yeah he did say he did say that that was a dumb question um which like ouch I mean but ultimately um uh, beggars can be choosers he he
0: <laughs> he's, he's a he's an open minded or no he's an open speaker he'll say what he thinks really
3: he speaks his mind and for that we got we have to love him um he after this he tells us a little bit about his brother Harvey and there's some real honey bear vibes going on honey bear is in the track honey bear off of the album demons dance alone uh, some of those vibes going on with his telling of Harvey's life story about how he was this big old dude on the football team and uh eh, eh, yeah, you know, had a cheerleader girlfriend and all that And he's very successful And he tells us It's hard for us to understand What it's like to be the brother of The Golden, the golden guy. guy Which is another track um, On the album, The Bunny Boy um, And I love to watch him fly in the golden sky
1: the, the golden guy, I feel, at the track is... Until you actually hear Bunny say that Harvey was, you know, a golden guy... Like, I did not... I, could, I was not able to, like, think about, like, what this song could even be about. Because it's, it's a very abstract song versus, like, something like... The Dark Man or Secret Room where it's... It's basically...
3: Telling, exposition
1: yeah it's basically kind of telling the story in song form but the golden guy is just talking about some golden guy who we don't know who it is um and I was thinking maybe <laughs> the golden guy would be like a, a character like the the opposite of the dark man but it turns out that <laughs> it just
3: I mean you know I, I think an argument could be made for that
1: I mean, I, yeah, actually, yeah, that is true. But I thought the, uh, the Golden Guy uh, would be some sort of mystery and not a song about, you know, sibling rivalry.
0: It definitely is kind of um, like the way it is, like if you took it out of the Bunny Boy, it could still work on its own because it doesn't name him like, like Harvey. It just says this guy was a big winner.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, outs- without the context, you don't really know what the song is about. I mean, you could say that basically about any of the songs on the album, but there's a, a little bit of narrative in each song to help you understand. Like my Nigerian friend, you would be able to, at least kind of understand it because, that's a well-known like, s- scam email yeah, cliche. Yeah. But the Golden Guy is just—you don't know that that's about like him being jealous of his super successful brother Harvey. You just know that there's this guy who, uh, wished French champagne.
0: Yeah, in in that, yeah, the way it's written, it doesn't encourage you to go look.
3: It stands on its own as a pop song, I would say. Yeah,
0: really, really interesting sounding pop
3: song. Yeah, and we, we do get back to the, uh,. The sibling rivalry in episodes 28 through 34. But first, we take a, a quick uh, detour, um, but with a quick offhanded phrase uh, I'm not crazy, which uh, Bunny says when explaining the increasingly convoluted plot to us, and for some reason we believe him. It is also the name of a track, which does contain more information about the sibling rivalry in and of itself. Um, talking about how his brother Harvey was the one who you know, how his brother Harvey was the one who came undone and had to run away.
0: Um. It is kind of aggressive too. Oh yeah. It's like, you know, the people are thinking like, yeah, this guy's crazy. And then he's kind of biting back by saying, I'm not crazy, he's the crazy one. And it's, it's definitely kind of a it's almost like a really vague attack on his brother, almost.
3: But it ends with a strange little uh, little line saying that everyone is crazy, but no one knows that everyone is crazy in a one-man show. Which, like, hold up. Everybody hold up. A new theory has entered the scene that Bunny and Harvey are the same person? Say what? But that's not possible because on the uh, next episode, or in in the next, the next major plot point, is these two clown paintings. One of them depicting a smiling clown, and the other one depicting a frowning, sad, droopy clown—a clown with class. Um, (laughs) I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, And this is a track that is um, also on Arkansas. Um, titled, Two Clown Paintings. But then, it doesn't seem like we can quite dispel that theory that Bunny and Harvey are the same person, because the lyrics state that, uh, he, Bunny's talking about the paintings, and he says, it was just me and another ego upside down, which, like, what? You know, but in the episode, he tells us, to, tells us essentially to guess, you know, guess who was the happy clown, uh... Do one, the one who got all the breast meat, you know. Um, not as that's not, not gonna innuendo. lie to you. <laughs>
2: I like, I literally for a second, I thought you were gonna say breast milk. And I was like, what?
0: I remember.
3: Cat, uh, invite um... me into your reality. Let me in.
1: So, uh, the, the clown paintings to uh, to me, it, it sort of might suggest that they're two different people. Um, on the other hand, the that sort of. Duality between that sort of that image of of a happy face and a sad face together sort of may suggest that maybe Bunny and Harvey are just two sides of the same coin. Uh, Kind of, or not? I don't know.
0: Kind of a almost kind of a vague hint of uh, you know mental disorders. Well, that's also true. Um, He's not
3: crazy, remember?
1: uh, By the way, about uh, I'm not crazy. I just want to point out this thing. Um, that in the lyrics to I'm Not Crazy the song, he uh, talks about a little bit about Harvey and they use the same rhymes that they use in the song from uh, everyone's favorite album Duck Stab in the song Elvis and His Boss they do amused, abused, and confused in the same order I just thought that was uh, a little fun
3: Life at first I actually just abused him. Leaving him confused in Oh my mother... Oh my god. Oh my god.
1: I, I literally just noticed that because I was reading along to the lyrics while we were
3: talking about it.
1: I was like, oh, hey... Bunny,
3: you self-referential motherfucker, I love you. Um... <laughs> so we move on from that, and in episode 34, he shows us something... Wait, well, not episode 34, sorry. He show, In the episode following, the two clown painting episode, he shows us something really special to him. A model of a butcher shop he made for science class in, like, the fifth or sixth grade um, that he um, got, didn't get a, a good grade on because apparently uh, a butcher shop doesn't have anything to do with uh, science, which is anatomy. <laughs> and there's a track about that, of course, on the album. It is titled butcher shop, and Bunny's telling us all about how he wanted to be a butcher, um, and his logic seems pretty solid, you know, when he was a little boy, he didn't have a dad, so he became, uh, so he built a a miniature butcher shop, instead. That's
2: what I do when I'm upset with my dad.
3: You have a dad? Do I? Never mind.
1: So, the thing about Bunny was, for some reason, he really the the concept of being a butcher. He wanted to be one. A jolly.
2: Butcher. Why doesn't everybody? Yeah,
0: and uh, I can... in in Shadowland, um, you find out uh, another butcher isn't too happy with Bunny. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: would you say that Bunny didn't say he was sorry, and Bunny didn't ask to be excused?
3: Um. So we move on from the butcher shop thing. I mean, it's just a little blip. In this timeline overall, but it's interesting how often the residents are looking at butchers. And speaking of looking, looking at things, Bunny opens up. Um, he, he's got he's got some folders to show us, and he was going through some of Harvey's weird stuff and finds a folder full of pictures of people looking in mirrors. Would you say there,
2: are uh, mirror people?
3: The mirror people. <laughs>
2: And so, once again, we see the residents' fascination with mirrors and reflections, and
3: so on and so forth. Duality.
2: Here's here's the theory I'm about to posit. This entire thing, the residence, was an entirety has been one big project about duality and
3: and stuff. Boom! Oh, absolutely! I think that could totally be true, right? Because the residents are always sort of existing as a reflection. Of the world in some way or another
0: you know that actually kind of makes sense because there's like always those theories I like oh yeah the early stuff was based on making fun of pop music
3: and it so, wasn't but that, yeah, that's that's it was, it was getting just in the direction Niners. of what they were doing um, they made it yes and there's some other cool the cool crazy stuff in the folders of bunny is pulling out for us, including some crazy person drawings, which really just look nice. They're beautiful pieces of artwork, although they are still somehow on the greasiest paper known to man. I have to assume he gets his paper exclusively from a butcher shop. Um, it's fine. Who am I to complain? And uh, The
0: drawings are really nice, though.
3: They are nice. And at the end of... uh, At the end of the stack of pictures in the folder of people looking in mirrors, he finds an image of... a dead rabbit, which very much disturbs him. And so he freaks out. And when you see him again, he's wearing a bunny mask in addition to his, uh... regular attire. And he has burnt... burnt up the, um... The, the bunny picture, the dead bunny picture and put it in a tuna can so that the uh, the bunny's memory may be forever held there and it may finally rest in peace so with that let's just move on to episodes 35 through 41 things are really starting to pick up um, mm-hmm. the ball is rolling and it is rolling rapidly downhill faster and faster um, which is fine with me And it needs to be fine with everybody else, because he's gonna tell us all about his brother Harvey's boxes of Armageddon. (laughs) So this is the first track on the album. um, Which is kind of hilarious considering how late this plot point appears in the series. So his brother Harvey has these old weird cardboard boxes full of truly disturbing materials just, uh you know, they're full of, uh, fiction and reflections of insanity. And so, in there, he's, um, uh, finding newspaper clippings, um, and torn up pictures of Harvey, and, you know, these seem to really, things seem to be really changing in Bunny's mind, I think, at this point, you know. He's burning up pictures and putting the ashes in tuna cans, um, which may or may not be out of line for his character, I mean, who am I to say? But as as this this couple of episodes moves along, we seem to realize that uh, Bunny might be a little bit disturbed. He's telling us about these weird dreams. These weird dreams he has where dreams that he kills his brother Harvey. And there's a track about that, of course. Uh, It's titled, I Killed Him, in which Bunny talks about um, some weird thing he calls a Harvey Death Dream, because I guess he has these frequently enough to um, remember them, but it's where he has Harvey tied to a chair. And, um, there is a vacuum cleaner with a hose attached to it that is then taped to Harvey's mouth. And there's a timer, and once the timer goes out, it'll suck all the air- uh, Suck all the air out of Harvey's lungs, like some sort of bizarre Rube Goldberg machine.
0: It's- it's disturbing.
3: It is really disturbing. I was like, oh, hi, damn! Like, okay, dude, we get it. You didn't have such a great relationship with this dude. It, it
0: it's not yeah it's not like it's not like the generic like oh yeah choke him or like stab him or something like that no it it's it's pretty in there.
1: And the thing about it is, like in the song, he specifically talks about how this is his favorite RV dream, as in like he he's enjoying this. It isn't just
2: yeah a, he's a
1: random dream of morbid curiosity it's like this is intentional and he's getting he's he's happy when he has these dreams
0: and in a um, little comic thing too there was one where he um, put him in a meat grinder turned them into sausages and uh, gave them to who else but Donald Trump
3: I I think my favorite Harvey Death Dream is the one where he locks Harvey in a basement and fills it up with potato salad.
1: Well, as much as I'd like to continue talking about potato salad and Donald Trump, we've reached the end of part one of our two-parter on the sweet, sad saga of the Bunny Boy. Join us for part two, where we'll be talking about fever dreams and Arkansas and... All sorts of fun assorted things like rabbits and bunnies and hot dogs and tater tots. So we will see you soon. Keep hopping down that bunny trail and remember, we're not crazy.